Hi, and welcome to Carbon Podcast, episode 353. Uh, joining me are, once again, Phil. Hello. Emily. Hello. And back from the grave, Elron Hubbard. Hello, Christopher. Have you been flying your roots? Have you been keeping up with your engrams? I'm worried you aren't keeping up with the boohoos or your clams. Do you want to know how many Scientology terms I can name drop in one sentence? Because the I'm, answer may surprise you. I'm just, honestly, uh, this is, by the way, Peter W. Dawson. Uh, I am Yo. impressed, Peter. I I thought you maybe, like, last week planned that bit and, like, scripted it out. But no. I put you on the spot and you... You can just <laughs> you can just jump into Elrond Hubbard effortlessly. Uh, that oh, I went too far on it. <laughs> that yeah, I'm 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 stepped away from committing myself to, to uh, I, thwarting Zenu. Down the say, Yeah, I was gonna say I'm I'm suspicious now. He's yeah. he's coming from the inside. <laughs> yeah, he's infiltrating. This is inside knowledge. In all honesty, I did plan that bit maybe half an hour before the thing, and then when you weren't gonna be on there, it was like uh oh. But like even then, it wasn't planned. I just knew the joke was gonna be me saying, "See, you set me up for it again, Chris." This is your- <laughs> I didn't. You brought that on yourself. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, I, fuck uh, it, I guess. Emily, what time is it? It's time for the theme song. Thank you. By the way, uh, I'm pretty excited for this Saturday, uh, the day after this podcast. You know why? Why is that? Easter Saturday. Four, three, two, one. Oh yeah, fair yeah. Enough. When's that going to happen again? <laughs> mm. That's fair. We've had a lot of fun dates in the last few years. Of course, all of last year just being. We can always be like, hindsight was 2020. Yeah, well, you know, 2020 can go uh, fuck itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now, of course, the uh, new new millennium is old enough to drink, blah, blah, blah. There was also... Um... Okay, what was it? Um... Okay. Be sure uh... to leave in all the silence. <laughs> No, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like a a special date, but it was oh yeah, uh, it was like the 21st day of the 21st month of the 21st century. I don't know something. It was a whole bunch of 21s. I don't remember what date it was, but there was a whole bunch of 21s in a row that isn't going to happen until uh, probably February 1st of. 21? Yeah, or, I, th- I don't know. Something like that. 12. I'm, I'm ruining this, but <laughs> I remember there was a date that people made a big deal of. At 21, 21, 21, probably. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Hi, future Chris here, having to jump in again. It was the 21st day of the 21st year of the 21st century. Uh, I'm an idiot. Chris, I hate to say it, but that might not be the last time somebody said you're ruining this about a date. 
<laughs> I guarantee you that's not the last time. I hopefully, I hopefully have several years to go. I plan to ruin many calendar dates, many romantic dates, many friendship dates, many business dates. Uh, I just, I'm going to fuck up a lot more than this point in my life. I have not peaked, my friend. I got lots of error to go. Personally, I'm a huge fan of my dad. He likes to uh, celebrate uh, happy financial new, uh, what was it? Yeah, happy financial new year at NASA. (laughs) (laughs) just like as a joke he you know he's like oh yeah i gotta bring in like party hats and stuff and you know ring in the the financial new year (laughs) yeah or fiscal new year is what i really say but yeah no i got it bring it yeah bring in the alien coins from roswell right (laughs) which by the way we are recording this. Oh, right. uh, we record uh, Wednesday, release Friday. So this was yesterday to anyone listening, but tomorrow for us recording. Can we all agree? Fuck April Fool's Day. Can we be done? Like, can this just go away and people stop bringing it up? But, I mean, there well, are a few sites that I always stupid. enjoy visiting on April Fool's Day, but there are also things where it's just like, one of these days, someone's going to incite real panic. <laughs> like, well, it's happened several times. It's just like, oh, sure. fuck April Fool's Day. I'm over it. It's a <laughs> stupid tradition. Like, let's just stop. Can we stop even bringing it up? People put in so much effort to these jokes, and, I'm, and half the time it's like, can that joke be real? I mean, and then sometimes the jokes are real. Like, um, off the top of my head, two video game ones. One that they're setting up for this year, which I'm pretty sure is just an April Fool's thing, is Nintendo's like, Mario is going to die. Like, that's been all over yeah, uh, the internet. That, the last day that or is so. not going to happen. No, that's 100% an April Fool's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, what happened a few years ago was the developers of the Yakuza series played around with turning the series into a turn-based RPG. And then it turns oh, out that was a legit, it. like, test. No, no, they actually did, though. Yeah. Yakuza 7, like, Yakuza Like a Dragon, is an actual turn-based RPG. Nice. I like turn-based. Personally, oh, no, I, really... I, I really like the... Uh, I'm sure you've all seen it, but the orchestra April Fool's Day prank. I, I'll post the video in, in chat for I you guys later. I don't think I've seen that, but I'm going to watch it later, because... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like absolutely. orchestra pranks. I also like I like flash mobs, but like highly produced ones. Like yes. full like, like really thirty plus ones. people like doing a choreographed song and dance number. Like I, yeah, I took part I have one of those for you as well. I took part in uh local uh to Kelowna BC flash mob. Nice. Uh my singing teacher, uh Kim Reindress and her husband Jim, uh, who've been on this podcast a couple times. Really, I gotta, I gotta go see them again. Um, I haven't been taking singing lessons since COVID started because I can't afford it, and I don't want to go into into a place where a bunch of people are singing because, like, it has been proven that that's like a much higher projection rate, and it's like I just don't feel safe. But I do miss Maybe my singing lessons. Sorry? 
I was going to say, maybe for the students with passing grades, projection isn't a problem. Hey, why do I invite you here, Peter? Because no one else would come. I mean, we got the two we got the two Yankees here, and you and me are the only <laughs> OG Canadians. What the hell happened? I mean, Jesse and Jacob work in film, and they're both pretty busy. And AJ just works all the time. But, um, yeah, we did... Uh, I noticed you didn't mention Matt. Matt moved away. He's living in the future. Actually, no. Emily and Phil live in the future just as much as Matt does, and they show up a lot more. Come on, Matt. <laughs> I thought Matt was Step further up. in the future. I think he's one further in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt's Matt's three. You guys are two. Okay, still. No, we're three. We're three. So I'm pretty sure that means Matt has to defeat Mad, yeah. Mad Dog Tannen while you two have to do something about your kids. It's 1130 right now. Okay, you guys are totally <laughs> on the same timeline as Matt. Okay. Matt, step it up. He won't hear this. He doesn't listen, <laughs> I don't think. But ignoring Matt, I would like to, again, congratulate his wife, uh, the future Dr. Spore. Dr. Edelweiss, if you want to give her a fun name. Yeah. Now we're just looking at flash mob videos. This has already gone off the rails. <laughs> I didn't oh, click yeah. them yet. I'm going to look later. All right. But, you know, back to April Fool's. I got to say, I'm still a fan of Google. I think they do it right. They do ludicrous things that can't possibly be real. Which is the only redeemable April Fool's joke. It's the ones that, like, are kind of real that just mess with everybody. You know, which one I think uh, I've had the, the most fun with would be uh, Reddit's April's, April Fool things that they've I done. I haven't really seen those. Also, so, back in the day, I don't know if they still do, uh, but ThinkGeek used to do pretty great things because they would introduce ridiculous projects or products that almost always turned into real products. So that made it better. Yeah, uh, with Reddit, a lot of the stuff that they do is like experimental stuff for their website. So like um, one was just like putting random people on Reddit into a chat room together, like you could just generate a random chat with a bunch of people. And so for a day, it was just like chaos of people meeting people and talking with people. And they they always yeah. do like these weird experimental things. One was like a collaborative canvas where people were painting one pixel at a time. <laughs> you could only place like That's... one down every hour or something like that. That would actually be pretty great. I'd be into that project. Oh, yeah. If you can do one pixel per hour... Let me see if I can See find the that Reddit project, project that came up. I'd, Phil, do you remember in that. our hometown one year during the Earth's Fest, they had a um, like a pixel-like project where they were creating an image so you could pick an individual square, but they made you make your tile out of like wood pieces, different colored wood pieces. Yeah, I do remember so that. that when the when it was finished it was just different colored pieces of wood and they were all like natural colors but some were darker mm -hmm. lighter than others mm -hmm. so they were making almost like a sepia image it was really cool oh interesting yeah sorry huh 
linked linked to okay, place, what which you, is a Reddit can experiment. You, can you send me that link? Because I'll actually link it in the description. Like, not post the picture, post the link. That's interesting because you got yeah, some the, flags, the, you got some uh, art, you got the link I posted is to the wiki page for it. Yeah, you got uh, huh? You got a lot going on. A lot of yeah, people yeah. work together to make a flag, there, but yeah. like I see a lot of pixels changed. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. People and it was actually kind of things. interesting I think the different subreddits were actually kind of fighting for real estate. Yeah, because I, so like, I see the U.S. managed to win because they got their flag front and center. I see it attempted other places, but, like, they got a completed flag and they won. But just to the left of that, you got a Mona Lisa, which actually I'm more impressed with that because, like, U.S. flag, no offense— but as flags go, pretty simple. Um, yeah, easy to do. But recreating the Mona Lisa pixel by pixel, like I can absolutely tell to the left of that flag, that's exactly who it's supposed to be. If I can right. unquestionably tell, yep, that's the Mona Lisa in a pixel art thing. That's yeah. really good. Oh yeah, no, but I see the Swiss were... managed to get their flag in the yeah. bottom right <laughs> of that, yeah. and it's just like. That's also an impressive coordinated effort because clearly oh, yeah. a lot of people were into that and were on board with the Mona Lisa. And then a few Swiss people were like, nah, bro, we, <laughs> nope. we got our flag. <laughs> like, We might not be able to take the U.S., but we will slip in. <laughs> like, yep. That's pretty impressive. I'm going to post this image. Is that also, um, is that the Super 8 Motel logo? Or am I just uh, imagining where? things? Okay. Give me a US flag. Go okay. up a bit. Big okay. red square. It's another Swiss flag partially completed, and then above that, big red square with a bunch of looks like runic writing. Uh that's the top. tale of tragedy of Darth Plague is the one. Okay. Uh top right of that square. Just move uh almost an inch to the left but there's like a yellow thing uh with red logo in the middle and i swear it looks like the super 8 motel logo mm. you see it i don't mm-hmm. think that's what that is but no i can't tell what it is but that is what it jumped yeah, out to me, me a second here <laughs> but you're following me on like this map motel right seven. like a knockoff motel yeah. eight <laughs> yeah. Oh, what there's you... the higher oh. res version. Oh, okay. So yeah. Oh no, it. no, that's a. Isn't that a football club? Okay, that's a yep. yellow flag with a lion, right? What is that? What football club is that? That's what that is. Isn't that a squirrel? No, it's a lion. I'm pretty sure. I know, but looking at the same thing. It kind of looks like a, a dragon in front of a castle to me. <laughs> I'm pulling it <laughs> up a bigger. regular Warthog test. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. No, I saw it entirely backwards. I thought that I'm pulling up the bigger version now. I, oh my goodness, look at Mona Lisa and up to the right. And there's like, what's going on, He-Man? I fucking love yeah. this. This is the best oh, yeah. picture ever. Oh. There's a little Ohio but, yeah, flag that, with a that, Cleveland seat next to it. That coat mm-hmm. of arms is totally different than what I saw because 
that tail I thought was like some outstretched paws. I actually saw it entirely backwards and thought that was a lion. Anyway, gotcha. um, I am going to post because we have talked enough about a visual thing. <laughs> yeah. I have to post this picture with the podcast or this whole section is useless. But speaking of useless, let's carry on with this podcast. <laughs> All right. So you want, you want to know what I watched earlier? I would love sure. to know. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, thoughts? Is it worth your time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. No, I, I think was... it's actually... Uh, I actually thought it was better than uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and I thought that was still uh, highly underrated. I mean, people were kind of slagging on it for not having a great uh, plot, and this one, the plot is probably just as dumb, but I will say I kind of like that they embraced some of the goofier parts of the lore, and I feel like some of the metaphors they were going for worked better. You still had all the classic cliches like, hey, there's a, uh, you know, uh, a conspiracy theorist who happens to know the truth. There's uh, uh, Kong encounters what can only be described as a Jane Goodall-like character. Uh, there, there's, there, there's, uh, we still get uh, Millie Bobby Brown playing her, you know, kind of eh, slightly emo, whatever, nerdy character, scientist girl. And now, of course, we get the, the delightfully chubby male nerd, played by the kid from uh, Hunt, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. I mean, it couldn't possibly be better than the 1961 Mothra, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mothra's not in this one, because Mothra got dropped out in the last movie. Spoiler for a yeah. two-year-old movie. Um, but, real talk. Has anything in this kaiju franchise... Uh, been like a stellar plot that's like really deep. Like you don't need that. That's not why we no, like these no, movies. Yeah. I Honestly, mean, this one is this is probably my favorite so far. Like, Just because they were like, huh. let's go really weird. Like, there's definitely like allegory and and stuff with all of the the kaiju monsters and mm-hmm. and what's happening, but but. Most, at least especially recently, I feel like it's as much about making it like an action monster movie as yeah. it is about actually saying anything deep oh, yeah. characters in the plot. <laughs> so, well, well, like, like arguably, you know, which is fine. Like, that can be a thing, okay. too. <laughs> Only a handful of the Godzilla films probably really hit the allegory. A bunch of them were just ridiculous camp nonsense. Sure, Absolutely. But, like, of course, like, everyone, the one of the reasons people love Shin Godzilla so much, the one that came out in 2014, is because he's very much a metaphor for the uh, tsunami that happened mm-hmm. in 2011, right? So he was very much, much like how the original Godzilla was meant to be a symbol of the, you know, the, the nuke, as mm-hmm. it were, the atomic bomb. Uh, yeah, the Shin Godzilla was a metaphor for basically nature and the unpredictability, how humans in particular handled disasters, because there was a heavy focus on, like, government inaction, you know, and the, and the disaster as a result, you know, really kind of raking them over the coals and, like, trying to struggle with identity, because there's that big struggle with Japanese identity, because, of course, it's like, we have to justify using the military, because it's hard to justify the use of the military, because the way the Japanese uh, self-defense force works, thanks to World War Two, you know, that was all in Godzilla. This one, I don't think hits that level of depth sure. and, I, 
<laughs> I don't know how many people will argue with me in that fact. I think I'm pretty safe in saying that. <laughs> Although, granted, I only watched it a few hours ago, so I'm still processing parts of it. But um, I thought visually it was very good. I thought the action was good. It did deliver on what it promised. I thought the char- they did some neat stuff with the characters, even if they were pretty much your classic archetypes. Uh, and it was interesting to see where they built built on stuff from there. Hmm. I'm just waiting for Gamera. Gamera's my favorite kaiju. Except you said it wrong, you pleb. Is it Gamera? Yes. Oh. Honestly, I've only ever read it. I've never really watched a lot of the kaiju movies. I think Rodan is probably my read favorite. Read about them. And Although I do love the original Mothra movie. Gamera mm. is ridiculous, but I love it. It's like a giant monster sea turtle that when he pulls his limbs and tail into his shell, he can also shoot flames from those, and so he can fly with his rockets. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. That's just science. It Sure. Phil, what's your favorite kaiju? Oh, jeez. Um, I I kind of liked. I always liked uh, King Ghidorah. I yeah. mean, classic. That's Look, not that's head, not wrong. You can't dragon. go wrong. It shoots. Sorry, not lightning. Gravity beams. <laughs> yep. <laughs> At the last clinic I worked at, we had a really goofy-looking French bulldog, and its name was Kaiju. It seemed very appropriate. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting talking about new movie releases, because we get a few here and there. Like We got the Snyder Cut, of course, pretty recently. HBO Max is really trying to churn them out. Netflix is trying to, of course, churn them out as well. And, of course, we had the Oscar nominations, and a bunch of them were uh, films that were, you know, basically only viewable on streaming. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which is interesting. It's, um, uh, on that note, I was quite surprised, and I might be behind, like, I might be reporting late news, uh, but I was looking for something, and I was like, oh, well, it's not here and here and here, because, like, basically my, my searching is Netflix, then... Uh, Crave, which is in Canada, our access to HBO Max, uh, Amazon Prime, and then I also have Disney Plus, but I generally don't look for that. And then after those four options, yar har fiddle dee dee. But I go through <laughs> well, all the legal the options first. Um, I really hope that you guys get Hulu at some point. Because Hulu's death it's been so many years. I, I know. I think it's. I keep holding out hope, though. <laughs> I think we haven't Hulu. yet. I don't know if we're ever going to. And I think if we right. do, at this point, it's going to be so nerfed it's underwhelming and useless. But yeah. I checked. Like what I was looking for is Resident Alien. This was recommended to me. I googled it. It looked entertaining. Um. I couldn't find it on any of the three I have access to. I was like, I guess it's like, it's a family-ish show. I'll check Disney. Disney has expanded. Disney Plus. I saw, like, I searched Resident Alien. I don't know what else they have on there. But 
instead of Resident Alien, a family-friendly comedy show, I found the whole Alien and AVP series. I was like, oh, Disney got dark. And, like, they brought in a whole bunch of shit that's, like, it's not just, like, cutesy family-friendly anymore. They got some dark shit on there. But... It's interesting because they'll censor some stuff, but not others. I mean, the funniest censorship is their older movies. It's like, you watch Peter Pan, and it's just like, hey, some of this shit's fucked. Like, just I don't think I see it it. on our end. What? It's interesting. I don't think I see it on our end. I went to Disney Plus really quick to see if I could find the same thing. You don't get, like, darker movies? Because well, Disney also of, owns Fox, right? And so they get all those properties and they've started to put them on. Of, everything that I have heard is um, that with a lot of the darker stuff, they're looking for other platforms in order to, at least in the US, to try to keep Disney Plus. I guess more because we have so <laughs> many fewer it platforms. It could be that they just combined. They just yeah. combined. But. Um, because um, I think so they were you're saying Hulu like is going Netflix to come to you through Disney Plus. Uh, honestly, Not just Disney Plus, probably Dis- also uh, Disney is Craig. Disney is yeah. the majority shareholder of Hulu. I wouldn't be surprised if they just amalgamate, but maybe they want to keep it separate to like keep the age ranges different. But because uh... I I think that they at least at one point, and this may have changed, or maybe I misunderstood but i think it was they were actually in talks with like because for example netflix for the longest time had daredevil and the defenders and and jessica jones all that um which was some of their darker stuff the punisher you know things Mm -hmm. that were more graphic so i think disney had been trying and i don't know if they're still thinking of doing this of continuing to keep some of their darker stuff on netflix um to try to keep Disney Plus at least reasonably family friendly. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's always interesting what different things we get or you guys get that don't translate. Yeah, it's always yeah. like I I do love being Canadian, but as far as media, we get fucked. But you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Being the neighbors to the north, but still neighbors, we actually get it better than anyone else in the world other than the U.S. I sure. think Europe gets it third. I do know for a fact Once I you have... Once your TV license. <laughs> yeah, I do have some friends in Australia but also my brother lives in Australia. They get fucked as far as media. Like, uh, and that's not even to mention, like, China. China, I wonder how like, Japan is. I would imagine that Japan is... I think they get a bit more, yeah. but I think they're still pretty censored. And, like, hmm. they're limited. It's like, okay, you guys are in the States or in Canada... We know the the internet just in general as like a vague collective term. 
we both know the internet is watching us. And I'm sorry, you're a fool if you think they're not. Oh, sure. But is the internet limiting us? A bit. We here in Canada can say. I think you guys probably see some limitations. But But really, we're pretty free. Pretty small compared to the rest of the world, yeah. Yeah, like, what we can look at and watch is a bit limited. And it's mostly a copyright thing. What we're allowed to search is pretty open. Right. Like, I I would have to say, and I don't want to ask, if either of you two, or you, Peter, or myself have searched something that just straight up got blocked and banned, it was probably something you shouldn't have been searching. (laughs) Like, it's probably bad. Like, our restrictions are not all that strict. The only thing that I can think about with that is, like, when we were in, like, K-12 through schooling. Like, if you were in, like, on the library computers, they had certain things blocked. Just like, no, you can't play, like this yeah. game from this website or something like that yeah. like they but really as far as like my personal computer like you know i mean i could end up on like a government list but i could search for just about whatever i want you yeah. know yeah doesn't mean it won't have consequences but it also probably won't you know just be like you know come up with some like you can't view I mean, this censorship screen so i i had to think about this because I decided several years ago to venture into a product called the Car Bomb Podcast. Mm. And I had to like yeah. is this gonna like get me in trouble? Is this gonna be right. a problem? Yes. And yes it is. Eh, it's kind of like hasn't you yet. know, like even just for educational purposes, I would never search things like how do you make meth or like how do you build right. a pipe bomb? Like, you know, that's not gonna be smiled upon you. No. Like, how do you explain like oh, I was just curious. <laughs> like <laughs> I was I was worried, but and this isn't a a brag. I think this is a uh well, we picked something weird enough that nobody else would bother picking it. Sure. If you Search car bomb. Oh boy, you're gonna get lots of results. (laughs) If you search just in Google car bomb podcast, first like three or four results. So, I mean, did we pick something obscure that like is gonna alienate us, or did we pick something that's different enough that nobody else would be that stupid to pick such a stupid fucking name. CBP, man. Yeah. But So, I wanted to point out one thing about Canadian content. Yes, please. Because, Chris, I feel like we've glazed over what these two may not know about, which I think is a very fascinating part of our childhoods, and uh, just watching Canadian television in general. So, there there is a thing about Canadian TV and just general broadcasting, which is Canadian content. Oh, yeah. You're required to have a certain amount of Canadian content. So I posted a video in the chat, which, of course, the audience can't see, uh, which is a segment called A Heritage Minute. These were things produced that... uh, I love these. 
right? <laughs> oh, gray so owl. They, so okay. They, they... I'm going to have to consume this later. <laughs> oh, no, no. The basketball one with the peach baskets is my favorite. Well, Chris, that was the second one I was going to link to. Oh, there you go. Did you know Canadians <laughs> invented basketball? Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I linked the previous one because it's a pretty infamous one because it's got Pierce Brosnan in it. I was going to ask, is that Pierce Brosnan? I don't know that yes, one. Yes, it is. <laughs> Man, and when you watch that, you're going to be like, why is Pierce Brosnan in this? Yeah, I, uh, I didn't ask that because I didn't want to look stupid, but apparently I was actually <laughs> right. And hey, I bet you're wondering, oh, Canadians, I bet you have a Heritage Minute on maple syrup. Well, uh, hey, guess what? Yes, we do. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I'm going to stop there. We invented maple so syrup. Her- yeah, so I just, just to be clear, and Chris, please don't interrupt for a quick second. Heritage Minutes are like a one, or what it sounds like, it's a one-minute thing created by like the Heritage Foundation of Canada, or Historic Canada, that would air on any old network, including kids' television networks. Mm-hmm. So that's worth mentioning. Um, what the heck is the name of the one that we probably watch Children's a lot? Children's Television Network? Yeah, YTV. Oh, yeah, YTV, for yeah. sure. That yeah. was here. Yeah, YTV and, and uh, Teletoon. Teletoon uh, importing uh, a lot of Cartoon Network stuff for us because we didn't have Cartoon Network at the time. Sure. Like, they would air these as well. Be like you're a kid and you're watching some of this stuff and you're like, huh? What? <laughs> Peter. Yeah. And they, yeah. Uh, just briefly, speaking of YTV, mm-hmm. mm. who was. When you were watching YTV, who was your PJ? Was it Phil? Oh, it was probably Phil. Yeah, yeah. It was Phil. PJ Phil is fantastic. Okay, He's we a... can we can uh, move on. National that's a treasure. Very obscure reference, which... Okay, well, because YTV had um, hosts for segments where they would introduce, you know, the various cartoons or whatever you'd be about to watch, and so they would be known as PJs, which I, for the life of me, I cannot remember why they're called that. It's it wasn't DJ or VJ. It was yeah, f- like photo or no, what was it? No VJ's video. I'm gonna actually look this up. Oh, um, what's a white TV? Doesn't I'm, say. Okay. It, but it immediately got a it gets a hit for uh, Phil Guerrero, who was like the PJ Phil host. is like is awesome. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's shown up at a lot of Canadian, like, small expos. Like, he shows yeah. up at the uh, Kelowna Comic Con quite a bit. Hmm. Yellow, I and think Kelowna they're Panic speaking Expo. words. I've, <laughs> yes. We're I've, just talking about local cons now. This has become yeah, a very I've, local podcast. I've not met him, but I so, would love to. But, anyway, you guys just keep thinking about, just keep thinking about Drew Carey and how your fish have AIDS. <laughs> right, Exactly. Um, so complete left turn because that's all this podcast is this episode. Oh, uh, every recently... episode. <laughs> oh yeah, this one in particular it seems. But um, I recently watched iRobot for the first time because huh. I'm sorry. I... Yeah, uh, because I had I had never read the book nor had I seen the movie, right. but I had a collection of Asimov stories. And that was one in it, and I was like, well, you know, that's that's clearly the classic of the ones in this compendium. So the I book, went ahead yes, and... the movie? Yeah. Mm-mm. So I went ahead Not and so read much. it, and then I watched the movie, and while it wasn't, it actually wasn't as dumb 
action-y as I thought it might be just from watching the trailer really? before I watched the movie. Yes. Okay. Really. It did I still did completely such... miss the point of the book, though. It yep. absolutely did. But here's the thing. I also recognize that I don't think they really could have made the book into the movie the way it was written. That's fair. Because they've made it into uh, TV TV movies a couple times. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been like a big blockbuster movie. So they wouldn't have been able to write it that way. So they doesn't have to be parallel. Phil, I know we're all on webcam, but it doesn't actually come through on the audio episode. If you want to say something, just fucking interrupt. Be rude as you want. The hand raise is going to get ignored. Phil. All right. Interrupt Chris. <laughs> so, the, the comparison I was going to draw was mm-hmm. uh, the other sci-fi Will Smith movie, I Am Legend. I Am Legend, yeah. Which yeah, is that, also yeah. another one where it completely missed the point of the book. <laughs> Just, you know, didn't test well with audiences, so let's make it a Hollywood ending. <laughs> well, yeah, are, the other thing I'll say is that there are some Will Smith movies where he plays that kind of like cocky wit- witty character in a lot of one season and i feel oh, like hell sometimes, nah. sometimes it comes sometimes i feel like it hits the mark and i felt with i robot like they were trying to make a really they made like a serious action movie with a lot of this um uh and they were trying to put in that will smith wittiness and i just did not feel at all like it like it hit yeah it just, yeah. It, just Fair enough. it was like uh really you had to put like this silly line in here like and it missed the whole point of the book i it just i think they could have made it worse but it wasn't good <laughs> the book was great though yeah um yeah my biggest problem with that is the inconsistent narrative. I get trying to keep secrets from the audience, but make it a bit more subtle and, like, make it a secret that the characters are trying to keep, not just a detail you're keeping from the audience. Spoilers for the I-don't-give-a-fuck-what-year, doesn't-matter, for the <laughs> iRobot movie. The fact that he didn't have a super-powered robot arm until the audience knew he had a superpowered robot arm, and everything he did with his arm that was completely normal and, in fact, weak. Like, it's basically, it was like a DLC unlock. His arm didn't have superpowers <laughs> until the right. audience knew that his arm was robot, and then suddenly he's like Superman with that arm. And it was just like, that could yeah. have been done so well. There's if, some other if it was that actually yeah yeah I hate that really shit in movies uh, but in that one particularly it's like there were so many opportunities to subtly reveal that but like keep it a secret like he lets that slip but he's trying to hide it like make that a plot point that the entire movie he's trying to hide it but don't hide it from the audience until the characters and then bring know. it in out of left field. And just but like just a, like several oh, times way. in the movie, it could have come in handy, except it wasn't a plot device yet. It's like he didn't just get that installed yesterday. He's had that the whole movie. It's like that was my big problem with that movie. 
It's just like so one of my favorite. One of my favorite sci-fi authors uh, authors is uh, Michael Crichton. Okay. And the thing is, you know, everyone knows Michael Crichton because of Jurassic Park. No, but he's done so much more. He's done so much more. But if you look at movies based on Crichton books, the two that that spring to mind is uh, Timeline and Sphere. Mm -hmm. And they were both just critically panned, not that great movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I actually, I went back and I watched Sphere somewhat recently. And I had to say... (sighs) It's not as bad as everyone said. I really don't Are think so. Are you sure? It just, I, I don't think Congo? so. I like, I like Michael oh, Crichton, but... I completely forgot about Congo. <laughs> yeah, I like Michael Crichton, <laughs> but Sphere wasn't good. I I found it okay. Yeah. It, it yeah. didn't tie up as well as the book did, for sure. I want to see that Philip K. Dick series that's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's not great. Yeah. No? Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I feel like Dick's Electric Dreams now. I, f- I found, uh, like, it wasn't even as good as, like, Weird City or uh, The New Twilight Zone, both which weren't that great either. Like, well, I actually thought Weird City was better than The New Twi- Twilight Zone. Hmm. New Twilight Zone had a few good episodes, but uh, uh, the, the level of, I don't know, maybe it's just Twilight Zone that we're not as welcome now. I yeah, I, I, think, I, I think it had its time, and it was really good in its time. I think... The anthology series that have stemmed from it, like actually like Black Mirror, uh, and similar things, but Twilight Zone trying to reinvent itself isn't working, and I don't think it should. But uh, the the thing that I was trying to find when I discovered Disney Plus had more, like inappropriate and not family friendly films on it I had been recommended by a friend to see Resident Alien I looked it up I basically knew nothing about it because I looked it up and I saw it starred Alan Tudyk and I was like okay in <laughs> like that. that's all I need but I have I been I tried to applaud into the microphone I don't know if that picked up it but, did uh... Well, whenever I, whenever I think about Ellen Tudyk, I applaud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, all I <laughs> saw should. is starring Ellen Tudyk. And I was like, I don't want spoilers. I want to go in cold. Because it was worth it. <laughs> I'm in. And I started to watch it. This show is so fucking good. It's... Alan Tudyk is an alien that crash-landed on Earth, killed someone took over his body because his race has shape-changing abilities. But it's also, like, adapting abilities because later on in the series, he actually becomes weak to human things. It's like his need to eat and sleep and go to the bathroom are, like, crutches that he's not used to. It's just like, the fuck is wrong with this body? Like, at one point, he goes on a bender at a bar and the next morning he's just like oh no like I don't I think whiskey must affect our species differently than humans because humans would never drink this (laughs) 
otherwise. Uh, but you know the biggest takeaway of this show? It's basically live-action Invader Zim. And that's why I love it. It's like this stupid alien that doesn't understand how humans work. And this, like, precociously smart kid outsmarting him. And I'm kind of, I'm watching the show and I'm liking it. But I kind of want to revisit and binge Invader Zim again. And it's been a few years, but, like, that show is great. And I love a live-action version of that. So, anyone listening... I highly recommend Resident Alien. Although, I don't know how it is in the States, but in Canada, that was my quest. I checked all the networks, and in the end, yar har fiddle dee dee. I'll leave it at that. But, yeah. It's worth a watch, legally or not. So I wanted to give a, an update to a topic that we'd talked about on a previous Car Bomb podcast, oh, which mm-hmm. is uh, my everlasting quest for licensures, certifications, uh, whatever I can get my hands on. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> like being qualified for everything. I, I'm i trying to. up to me with a jack-of-all-trades degree. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Yellow really does have a jack-of-all-trades degree. Um, but, uh, uh, next week I should be getting my part 107, which is the commercial drone pilot license. Uh, I'm going to be cramming over this weekend to go take the test on Thursday, but I'm excited. Can you share again, because this is a revisit from a few episodes ago, anything you're comfortable with? Yeah. Can you share your current qualifications? Okay, so I know I'm ham ham radio operator technician class. Nice. Um, soon going to be part one hundred and seven drone certified. Um, I took a powder actuated tool course, which is like for shotgun shell powered yeah. ram set tools. Wow, Just, it's something yeah. stupid and free. <laughs> what other qualifications did I have? Uh, well, you've got your actual degree. I don't know. That I'm an EET, yeah. But, you know, I'm uh, trying to just add more and more to them. Well, yeah. Uh, the better qualified Phil, you are, the better you are. Uh, Phil has... Um, I offered that I can probably get Phil in to uh, also become a fear-free uh, animal shelter advocate. So, and that I mean, comes with the certification. That's what you so, used to do. Yeah. Yeah, I took the veterinary course of it, but that's way more expensive than the shelter oh, yeah. one. So, <laughs> yeah. and it's kind so of like have... doctor versus nurse. Uh, the the one is yes more skilled than the nurse, but not by as much as they like to think. And it's so, true. like the actual vet versus the veterinary assistant. It's probably a doctor to nurse comparison, which I got to give it to nurses. They're almost doctors. They just, they couldn't afford the full course, but like. Well, and some of them go on to become uh, uh, practicing uh, nurse technicians. Like LPNs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
they they uh, go on to become nurse practitioners and they can prescribe medications but, and have their own appointments. Yeah, and... I would I would think and assume having not even dipped a toe into the field beyond uh, at least in Canada level three first aid certificate. Sure, I would assume very nice certification. Oh, Phil, yeah, I was going to say, Phil, you need to get CPR certified. I, I need to get CPR certified. I also know someone who could certify you as a pet CPR in pet oh, CPR cool. as well. I got to so. say, um, Phil, mm-hmm. I'm friends with a a retired switch careers, didn't like it, uh, U.S. paramedic, compared notes, our level three industrial first aid is your level two paramedic. We train medics to a much higher standard here in Canada. I don't know the difference, but like the qualifications and certifications of an actual traveling in ambulance paramedic is actually lower than what I myself have achieved in previous points in my life. And I've That's only done occupational first aid, like never fully licensed medical professional, more of a yeah. like emergency on hand. Hey, I know some shit, so I can probably help. Like, yeah. but that has actually been better trained than a lot of the ambulance riding paramedics. That was like blowing me away when I found that out. We have also discussed FEMA certification. In fact, I was taking oh, a yeah. look at FEMA certifications. Those and, are pretty uh, awesome, aren't they? Yeah, I was taking a look and I was like, well, damn, I want to be certified in some of these. Like, Yeah. We were actually we were. talking just last week about the Waffle House Index, which is a yeah. fascinating yeah. thing to me. Because oh. it's like, at first it's like, wow, this is silly. And then secondly, like, Huh. No, that makes sense. That's wait straight until we up talk legit. About, wait until we uh, talk about a banana equivalent dose. Or a, a BED. I mean, Emily knows what, the, we've what a BED got, is. We've got <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes, please. Unless okay, you've got so anything gonna, else, I'm, Peter or Emily, I am I so into the thing, banana equivalent. I, Before we I, can't I got, completely off of... Oh. Licensing. I should probably mention one quick thing. Sorry, yep. Em. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to mention. Hey, Chris, guess what? What? I finally am a full adult man when it comes to driving. Oh, you got your full? Yeah. Yay. How, uh, by the way, I could have I applied for since I was 18. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, Peter, how old are you? Uh, Unless you don't want to say. Uh, I'm just embarrassed, that's all. Okay, well, I mean, I'm 36. Still got an N. I just don't bring it yep. up. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, I, I didn't don't... bring it up until now, whatever. I don't have a full license either. I just yeah, don't see the need. Band, and we still technically have our learner's permits. Yeah. Our stage two learner permits, but, well, I don't mm-hmm. anymore, but. Well. Yellow broke the rules. Here's the, uh, no, here's the thing. At an N permit in Canada, or not Canada, BC, you can drive by yourself. Cool. Uh, Your alcohol limit, instead of 
whatever the usual legal limit is actually 0.0. .0. You get nothing. Okay, fine. I do not, like, if I've had one beer, I'm probably capable of driving. I don't. So, I always drive under 0.0. .0. So, the only other restriction is you can't have more than one passenger unless one of those passengers is an adult over 25 with a full license. Yeah, probably. I'm 36. Most of my friends are going to be adults with full licenses. So, I don't care about any restrictions. I haven't bothered to take the second test for, like, 10 years. I don't even think you can do anything like that in the United States. Like, I just, I still have a, a second level learner's license. I just, I don't need it. It's not worth my time. It's not worth the cost. But well done, Peter. You're officially <laughs> more of an adult than I am. <laughs> em, what was your story? So, uh, I guess two little things that I got here. Uh, mm -hmm. The first was, speaking of FEMA, uh, I found out... So, I had been on a search from from the day it turned the 29th. Uh, <laughs> I was on a search for vaccine because as of the 29th, I was available to get scheduled for a COVID vaccine. Right, because so, you are immunocompromised, right? Uh, well, for me, it was just because when they hit the 29th, it was anyone age 16 and up. Oh, so the 16 oh, you guys are that open. Wow. Yeah, yeah for that open. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so we, so, you know, on the 29th, I was like, all right, I'm scouring like every vaccine finder site that I can and looking for anywhere that might have doses and available appointments. Mm -hmm. Can't find a darn thing. But I looked in my email address because I had signed up for a couple of things that would text you if they had like extra doses or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I got a email from our local public library and they said, Hey, at these three locations today, we're going to have, um, we're going to have uh, FEMA representatives out scheduling appointments for the max the mass vaccination center downtown in Cleveland. We have like a, a convention center that's owned by the um, uh, Cleveland State University. Okay, so um, this is a, a drop-in in time to get put on a list for the other right. thing. Right, okay. exactly. This is just the sign-up. So I but found... that will eliminate a lot of meh right. people. Right, because everything I found online, there was nothing available. It wasn't mm -hmm. even like, yeah. oh, man, it's all the way out to June. No, I could not find anything. So I was like, all right, well, since it's so slim, I'm going to go there and just whatever date they have, I'm just going to get on the list because, sure. <laughs> you know, I want the soonest thing I can get. So I wait my turn in line and I... There wasn't a ton of people there, but I drive out to the library, the closest one that was listed. I go in, I wait my turn. I sit down with the lady and she's like, we have one as soon as Tuesday. And I'm like, yes, please. Like, tomorrow, like tomorrow, Tuesday. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, all right. Can you find <laughs> me up for two? And like my husband, I went down. I just wanted to say though, and the pictures that I put in here were, were from that, um, 
illegal pictures. They had <laughs> they had uh, signs saying don't take photos. But uh, what pictures? I see nothing. You posted nothing, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Must not have them. I don't know. Uh, but it was really great. They had re- they had free parking in the parking garage next door. Walked across the street. Um, they had lines where it took you like two seconds to sign in with the lady. She asked you like three questions. And then you followed the line down to the floor of this convention center, this um, basketball like arena. arena. Yeah, it's yeah. like a big basketball arena. And you can see like all the way across the entire floor. They just have chairs set up in this kind of checkerboard pattern six feet apart. And they would just, the uh, I think it was mostly Army and National Guard. They would come down the rows, two for each each row, and they would ask you, you know, half a dozen questions or so. Uh, and then the guy who had, the other guy who had the cart would give you your vaccine. And they had like a big clock projected on a big screen that everyone could see so that you could wait your 15 minutes just to make sure you didn't have like a vaccine reaction or anything like that. Mm. So I was thoroughly impressed. It was all super efficient. Everyone was super nice. It was so easy. So if you have the availability, whoever you may be and wherever you're listening from, look for your local resources. I know for here in Cleveland, they're still throughout this week. They're, uh, uh, they're still doing FEMA signups at various library locations, but um, so that was point one was just, yay, I got my first vaccine. Can't wait nice. for the next one. It super easy. It was great. It was painless. No side effect? Um, no side effect. I had slightly <laughs> more of a sore arm than I did with a flu vaccine, yeah, but it was fine. I mean, it was there's by a, no means like There's a big old horrible. needle in your arm. It's going to hurt. Like people right. that are like a slight pain. It's like, yeah, a needle. They were using needles auto injectors for okay. us. And so honestly, I didn't even think it hurt as much as like a regular flu vaccine shot. Huh. Like I didn't even I barely felt it felt like something tapped my shoulder. It didn't feel like anything actually inserted in the skin. Okay. Um it was um, that painless. Phil, have you had yours? Yes. Yeah, I got my first dose and uh I'm going to be heading down for a second dose in a couple weeks here. Oh, nice. What yes, got, if if I may ask, and please just tell me because this is still public, if this is inappropriate, what got you on a higher priority? BMI. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, a larger guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Secondly, the other thing I wanted to talk about was um. I think I had talked out at one point on the uh, podcast. I had lost my job and all that, so I'd been applying for uh, unemployment. And uh, I had told you guys that, you know, they had said that nearly a third of the claims that they had gotten uh, at least were suspected of fraud or found to be fraudulent. Right. And uh, I recently received a notice from them saying we need to... uh, further identify you you know and i'm like okay that's reasonable yeah. because you know there's a lot of fraud right now they got to make sure that you're doing this right mm-hmm. so far i have submitted 14 different documents and i'm still waiting Oof. on three to get to me in the mail oh no <laughs> in order to 
reach all of the things they have asked of me. That's ridiculous. It is, it is insane right yeah. now trying to go through this process. Going um, through I unemployment mean, is harder than any job you've ever had. Ser- yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, like, I should be getting paid for this. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I've had to call them like three times to like ask questions, make sure I'm doing it right. Thankfully, like everyone's been super kind and helpful i think they're also glad that i'm not angry when i'm talking to them because i get it like they're just doing their job like they're just trying to it's make not sure their that the fault right it's the system right. it's not the people but i can only imagine that they're getting lots of really angry calls right oh, yeah. now um and it is it's way harder than it ever has been you know they've always wanted to identify you but uh mm-hmm. now with all the fraud they have to be extra careful so I don't blame them, so yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> it's fucking stupid how hard it is. Like, if you're if you're legitimately having a hard time and you need some help, that seems to be the minority. Because so many people are just like, free money, I want it. And, like, try to exploit it. And it's like, bad people sure. are ruining it for everybody. I don't entirely blame the system. I blame yeah. the people. At least for people are gritty and true. like fucked. <laughs> the the thing I will say that is more so the other argument where it's the system kind of is the problem is more like with you at least here in the U.S. with disability. Um, yeah. Like it's really meant to be like we really don't want to pay out to you. No. Um, They're going to make it as, as hard as possible. You know, Right. As far as unemployment, absolutely. This is reactionary because people are actually getting money yeah. from unemployment who are just because they, you know, were able to use identity theft to to get money. Yeah. Um, it I have to admit, fucked. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I, I don't remember the exact number, but I saw a, like a, a number recently of like how much has actually been paid out that was later confirmed like fraudulent unemployment and it's it's ridiculous it's real bad <laughs> like yeah. i get that why they're doing all of this because it is a real problem and people have actually taken advantage of the system so and bad people are gonna ruin it for everybody yep over and over and over it's just i think it's inherent to humanity as soon as there's something in place to help people that need it it. right so many people are gonna like fraudulently like i need it too because i want a free ride and i want a free handout and like bad people ruin everything for everyone yeah but speaking of bad things that ruin everything for everyone this has been carbon podcast (laughs) (laughs) So we're saving the banana equivalent dose. Oh, yeah, yeah. We wanted the banana equivalent for sure. I I did want to say... Three three um, minutes for it. Peter and I in Canada, we're probably, uh, like, what, a couple months away from getting our dose, do you think? Um, I would probably say earliest for us is going to be sometime May. I don't think we're going to get it by April. Yeah, It's going to depend a lot on... Because they're going down to 65 now, but we still haven't gotten the Johnson & Johnson's in. There's been some delays, even though we're going to get some of the excess from the United States. So I'm going to say it really may at the earliest. I, yeah, we're both under 40. We're also 
both a bit overweight. Sorry, Peter, I'm not being specific, but we're both definitely a bit overweight. We might get earlier if BMI comes into it, um, but that's our best bet. <laughs> like, I got to stop losing weight. I'm down to 240. Oh. <laughs> yeah, hold on to it till after the vaccine. <laughs> well done. That, that's pretty good. That I'm impressed. Uh, that's over 50 pounds since you first met me. Nice. Well done. But yeah, we are wrapping up the episode. Uh, so let's finish this up with, what was it? The banana... Equivalent dose. Yes, please. So, yes, this may I, may I, I have to. I, have, I haven't had one yet, so I gotta say this will be Phil's appealing story. There we uh, go. Uh, one in. Uh, All right. Why so, couldn't you finish with uh, that so I could just hard cut the episode? Because now I have to actually <laughs> let that ride and let the story come out because I want to hear about Chris, this. Chris, yeah. Do you really think I won't have any more banana puns? Hey, that's so, true. At any rate, a banana equivalent dose is the amount of radiation that you get on average by eating one banana per day. The potassium in bananas are slightly radioactive, and so they use the banana equivalent dose to describe, like, someone who's, like, far away from a nuclear blast. Like, they still get a small dosage. You can measure that in banana equivalent doses. First of all, the amount of radiation you get from eating a banana, the fact that that number isn't zero is <laughs> troubling. I Secondly, mean, it's sort of like tuna. Like, you get oh, mercury yeah. from yeah, eating tuna, tuna. Tuna's unhealthy. It's such a small amount. I've actually, like... I've literally met someone. They were just like some weird hippie that decided tuna was the only safe food on the planet, but he literally ate a can of tuna, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It actually made him sick. Like, I mean, legitimately. Yeah. But if someone ate only bananas, would they get radioactive poisoning? Like, would they get cancer from the banana? No, they wouldn't get that, because it's such a small dose that it would be impossible to eat enough bananas to for you to die from radiation poisoning. Fair enough. You would die from other things first. I, um, let me post a quote. Actually, I'll read it. Okay, according to scientist Robert Frost, you may witness chronic symptoms if you eat 274 bananas a day for seven years. That's the scale <laughs> oh, okay. you're dealing with. That's, that's similar to, like, I, I stalked <laughs> in December... I stocked a bar because I wanted to do an advent calendar of a different mixed drink every day for my wife. So I bought some Angostura bitters. And then I was surprised. It's like, there's a 40% alcohol on the shelf in grocery stores, like unlicensed and unregistered. And so I was just like, unfamiliar with the product. I was looking it up. It's like, how is this not a problem? And the general consensus was, if you can drink enough Angostura bitters by themselves to get drunk, good on you. Good luck. It's like, if you can have enough of that to get drunk and not vomit all over the place because it's not delicious or, like, good for you. It was just like... Okay, you know what? 
You can try. Let me know when you fail. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of failure... That's a, that's a banana equivalent dose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what else is radioactive? Because of potassium? Spinach. Huh. Is that is yeah. that what makes you super strong? Mm-hmm. You know that the reason. The yeah, you know the reason for the whole Popeye spinach strength thing, right? Wasn't it supposed to be something else? But then they it was use well, it, it was about the iron levels. But when canned spinach first showed up, it's like they accidentally multiplied it by ten. So instead of like. 30 milligrams, it was like 300, like they they way upped the iron content in spinach accidentally on the canned spinach, and everyone's like, this is just going to be like the miracle superfood <laughs> of, of like the rest of our lives, because it's unbelievably high in iron, and then they're just like, oh no, that was a uh- typo, and like... Well, we already made this cartoon, and we, like, base this entire character on this, so never mind. Spinach is a superfood now, because we did a typo. <laughs> but they added an extra decimal in the amount of iron in spinach, and, yeah. This it, one's kind of similar to the whole carrots are good for your eyesight thing yeah i don't know if yeah. you guys had heard about the reason behind that but yeah uh, apparently i, I uh, for sure know it I yeah mean, and in world yeah. war ii yeah, when they please, came yeah. out with in world war ii when they came out with uh uh radar they had to ex- find some way to explain why the american soldiers were able to easily locate and bomb cities and things like that uh under the cover of night mm-hmm. and so they started a rumor essentially that they were feeding the soldiers carrots because carrots were good for your eyesight and would help you see better in the dark and all of these things. And it actually caught on so well that people just started to believe that it was true that carrots were really good for your eyesight. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, my apparently my great-grandmother, uh, when my grandmother was little, she wouldn't let her get glasses because it would ruin her looks. And she made her drink carrot juice every morning. And I remember my grandma telling me one time as a kid, she's like, oh, I hated that carrot. She told me that story. And she's like, oh, I hated it. I hated drinking carrot juice. I, I liked because this is not uh, an actual, like, carrots give you better eyesight, but more of a good doctor. The maternity doctor that was present during my birth, in fact, uh, my mom's maternity doctor, the nurses put, like, a giant spotlight on her because, you know, you need visibility. But sure. really, you don't. you got to catch, mostly. That's your job if it's going well. <laughs> if it's going bad, sure, you got some some work to do, but mostly you got to catch. Uh, so this doctor could see that the giant spotlight shining in her face was causing my mom great distress, which... That's one thing you don't want during childbirth, distress. (laughs) It's distressing enough. (laughs) It's provenly bad for the baby, but also bad for the mom. She won't do it right. And so he clicks the light off. And 
the nurse reaches back and clicks the light on and says, like, but doctor, you need to see properly to do this right. It's too dim otherwise. And the doctor, like, reaches up back to the light, flicks it off, looks at the nurse like, I eat carrots. And then, like, <laughs> continued. But I'm like, that's a high five. Like, that's a good doctor. Like, I don't think he's believing the carrot story. This is more of a, like, fuck off with your procedure. Like, my patient <laughs> is agitated. So turn right. this fucking light off. I don't need that much light. <laughs> I don't fine. need it. But, like, I've always, obviously, this is a story yeah, if about it my... An emergency, it turn be- the light off. It's a story about my own childhood. So I've heard it hundreds of times. But I've always... This was actually my family doctor growing up, but I only sort of vaguely remember him. But Dr. Shoykat in Mission BC, I respect his, like, his just (laughs) badass, like, I mean, I'm adding the extra word in here, but it's like, I eat carrots, bitch. Like, it's like, (laughs) fuck off, leave me alone. I can do my job without blinding my patient, thanks. And so I've always had a pretty big respect for this doctor. That's amazing. But also, are, we are at are time. You saying, are you saying that now that we're done talking about bananas, it's time to split? There it is. Team song. <laughs> well, okay, no. I got to give it to you, Peter. That that wins. Do it again? Yeah, no, right. I agree. I did say the words theme song. Are we out? Oh, you yeah, said I, I thought out. Peter said that. Okay, it was Phil. No, I said it. Oh, I was going to give it to no, Phil. No. All right, Phil, give it to me I once more. It. You earned it. <laughs> but give it to me in another unused banana pun. Go. All right. Um... No, this is Phil's. Phil gets the closer if he can do a banana pun. Oh, no. I'm pressured. Ah. Uh... Is that not really appealing? Yeah, and he used split already. Um, but uh, banana Phil, dips just aren't in my blood, I guess. So I guess that's just how I was banana bread. There you go. Out. Theme song. Yep. <laughs> Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shattered of glass. Jailpipe tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Fireball. What's the what's the aerial?